Salutations, friends, and welcome to another episode of Nerddom and Knowledge. First pick for podcast. Last picked in Dodgeball. I'm James. And I am Jerry, and today we're doing it. It's happening. Right now it's happening. We're talking about Harry Potter. Yep. The, Not everything. No. Harry Potter. The, the wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter. Say that five times fast. No. Go do it now. Do it. <laughs> no. Come on, you can spell nerd of at the speed of light. You can do this. Wonderful wizarding world of Harry Potter. 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 God damn it, he did it. Did you doubt him? Were you doubting him? I know some of you were, and I hope you right now, you're feeling shame. That's what I hope. Oh, deep, deep, hurtful shame. How dare you? You know what? Get out of here. You're fired. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't leave. Don't leave. No, you know don't, what? No, stay for the episode. Don't leave. Then pack your shit and get out. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Trust me, I doubted I could do it. I had no doubt, my friend. I knew you could. <clears throat> So, as always, we need to talk about our sponsors. And the first sponsor we want to mention is our brand new sponsor, which is Southern Defense Martial Arts, based out of Rockingham, North Carolina. They teach Shorin Ryu Karate for self-defense self defense, and discipline. If you're looking to get in shape for the new year, you just want to master the martial arts, give them a try. You can find them online at southernsportkarate.com. Soon to be offering online classes, but you can purchase instructional DVDs. I have one myself. Absolutely. And who doesn't want to learn uh, Shorin Ryu Karate so that you can practice self-deflense? Yes, self-deflense. Karate for deflense only. That's what Mr. Miyagi said. <laughs> oh, boy. But on top of uh, Southern Defense Martial Arts, we also must talk about some friends of the podcast, Jerry. We have a couple. We got a few. We got a few. We got a few friends. Yeah. Don't doubt us. Uh, first of which is... Kalis Boutique on Facebook. You can find them on Facebook at Kalis Boutique where the selection is unique. No problems. Yes, it does. And what kind of selection are we talking about? We are talking about clothing and accessories for babies and toddlers. Yes. And again, we will reiterate, uh, did not get the population boom we thought we were going to get. I have come up with a new one. The baby trickle. The baby trickle. Okay. Yes, the baby trickle. So, so for the baby trickle. Yes. There are newborn babies coming, and since there are newborn babies coming, if you need clothing and accessories, some nice cute bows or some badass bows or some nice cute clothing or some badass clothing, go see Kalis Boutique on Facebook. Absolutely. And we need to say a special thank you to our friends over at Joy-Con Gamers. You can find them on Facebook at Joy-Con Gamers and Twitter at Joy-Con Gamers, or you can check them out on their website, joycongamers.com. And when you go there, you will find news for gamers by gamers. And who do you want to get your baby news from? A baby trickle? I mean... A Jerry, baby let, news. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Go ahead, sir. If a guy jerks off, would that be considered a baby trickle? I think it would. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, just, think, just, it, uh, I think it definitely would be considered oh. a baby trickle. Okay. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, if it's not a baby trickle, it's at least a baby dribble. At least. Yeah. If you do it twice, is that a double dribble? Uh, it could be. Probably. And definitely don't be traveling while you do that. That'd be weird. Then you have a triple dribble. Yes. Last week I fucked around and got a triple double. No. That's what Ice Cube said. <laughs> but James, we have one more friend we need to say a special thank you to. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, this is a gentleman who, honestly, we shouldn't have to introduce him at this point. But you could be new to the show, so we're going to go ahead and do it anyway. You can find him at YouTube.com slash Final Harps. 
You can find them on twitch.tv slash Final Harps. You can find them on TikTok at, ready for it, Final Harps. Yeah. You see what's happening here? It's all Final Harps. It's, it's always about, been Final Harps. It's all about the Final Harps. Yeah. It's all about the Final Harps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so white. Yes, we are. <laughs> we can't help it. No, we can't. But there's one other thing we forgot to mention about him, James. Yes, there is. Uh, he has this wonderful little show he does on Twitch TV, and it is called The Final Hour. The Final Hour. <laughs> I love the music so much. Oh, oh God. I would never get tired of that, ever. <laughs> but, yeah, he's got great videos on YouTube teaching you how to up your social media game. Or you can just go watch his interview show. He interviews TikTokers, creators. Uh, he's got some fantastic interviews on there. One and only JC DePanda's interview is on there as well. You can check that out. Uh, that would be me, by the way. Yeah, that is him. I know you know him as James, but he's also JC DePanda, Panda Senpai. On the TikToks. Notice me. Oh, you've been noticed. Oh, that gives me a tickle in my pickle. Okay, okay, that's a bit much. <laughs> but anytime we talk about social media, we always need to pay a special homage to our social media czar. <laughs> Jesus. Just hiked up. I want to break shit. <laughs> well, not right now. We're at my house this week. Yes, let's not, let's not break anything. Well, let's not break anything when you were at your house either. No, we're in the basement. The worst thing we can break is a, like a brick or something. Well, we could break bricks. We could learn self-defense. Such as for martial arts and bam. Yeah, we could, we could practice our self-defense. Yes, our self-defense against the blicks. <laughs> Fuck you, James. <laughs> but Matthew Bourne, our social media czar, who is killing it in the meme game. Taking care of our social media platforms, we we appreciate it very much, sir. He's playing to win. Goddamn right he is. <laughs> but, of course, speaking of our social medias, let's run them down for you, shall we? You can find us on Facebook at Nerdum Knowledge Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Nerdum K. You can check us out on Instagram at Nerdum Knowledge, where we have posts and memes and things. Oh, my. You can always go check out our website in a. You can always go check out our website, which is nerdomandknowledge.com, and reach us at our brand new email address, which is nak at nerdomandknowledge.com. That's N-A-K at N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E dot C-O-M. Spelling the whole thing. Just just dunking in your face every week. <laughs> Don't you ever get tired of it? Watching him sail above your head, tongue hanging out a la Michael Jordan, 1990s. Blam, ball goes home. And you're just standing like, what just happened? You just witnessed greatness, son. That's by the what way, just happened. By the way, when I go dunking on you like that, I've worked on my ups game. Because I don't want you to see my baby trickle. Yes, no, no baby trickle. Now, you're probably a little bit on your face. Because that's what's going to happen when his nuts drag across the top of your head. I'm just saying. We're just saying. Because let's be honest here. Neither one of us have, like, mad ups. No, no. We get as close as we can. But moving on, <laughs> you can also reach us at our old email address, which is nerdomandknowledge at gmail.com. That's N-E-R-D-O-M-A-N-D-K-N-O-W-L-E-D-G-E at G-M-A-I-L dot C-O-M. It just broke the glass in the backboard. Boom! <laughs> Nothing you can do. The man is unstoppable. Or you can always go check out our brand new merch shop. 
which is at teespring.com slash store slash nerd knowledge. Great t-shirts on there. Yep, including the I am the cheese. Be the inspiration. Be the cheese. Yeah, be the cheese. Be I the am cheese. the cheese. Be the cheese. Yes. Be the cheese you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. Be a camembert. And, be a gruyere. And, and yes, today we talked about baby trickles, but sometimes we have queef jokes. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. And sometimes we just want to spread butter on you and watch it dry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. This is Nerdman Knowledge taking you to the midnight hour. Oh, yeah. On Nerdman Knowledge After Dark. Goddamn right we are. <laughs> bend over and touch your toes. I'm going to show you where the wild goose goes. That was weird. That that was that was strange. <laughs> Very strange. Oh boy. Uh, let's let's bring it back. Let's yeah, bring let's it bring back. it back. Or you can always go uh, if you want to support us in a different way. You can go check us out on Patreon. James, take it away. Yes, you can actually go to Patreon.com, or you can download the app on your iTunes Store or on your Google Play Store, and you can look up. Once you download the app or go to the website, you can look up Nerdman Knowledge Podcast. You'll see us there. We have one video now. We've been promising more videos on Patreon. But That's we never coming. have time. But we're going to do it. And we've been promising special items that you can get for us being a Patreon donor. Not yet, but it's coming. We promise you it is. Just bear with us. Yeah, we're doing it. Uh, but, yeah, you if you want to just, you know, just like the old expression I use, you know, if you've got a favorite band at a bar, you like what you hear, the music sounds good, you like them, throw a tip in the jar. That's all we're, that's all we're saying you Absolutely. can do. Absolutely. That's all we're asking for. Uh, and we're really, we're not even asking. Not we're just really. letting you it's, know. If you want to do if it, If you want to do it, it's there. And thank you so much to the people who have already donated money. We definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. And, but, of course, remember, if you ever do donate, you will become a friend of the podcast. We will put your name on our website, along with links to your social media, if, if you, you wish. If you so choose. Absolutely, we'll do that. But right now, James just got a new trampoline, so we're going to bounce out of here for our first commercial break. Ah! Hey, folks, it's James. And Jerry. From the Nerdman Knowledge Podcast, and we're here to talk to you about IT Services and Networking, LLC. If you need a fresh install or just some upgrades to your existing network, owner-operator Will Clark has got you covered. That's right. You can find them on the web at www.itservicesandnetworking.com or you can reach them by phone at area code 910-461-7145. You won't find a better company to handle your IT needs. No, you won't. Ah! Oh, we broke the springs. Uh, We didn't go back up. uh, I see a diet in our future, my friends. uh, Yeah, yeah. But right now, it's time for the Nerdness. Ba-da-da-da. That never gets old. I love that flourish. <laughs> Reminds me of blue clues, <coughs> but in a good way. <laughs> so, uh, we were thinking about what would be the perfect gift for the Harry Potter episode. Nay, what would be the perfect gift for the Harry Potter fan? The Harry Potter enthusiast, if you will. The Harry Potter aficionado, if you will. Ooh, we're giving you a couple of SAT yeah, words today. We got you up to 3,000. We love you 3,000. <laughs> oh, damn, damn it, I did Jerry. It. No. no. It's been so long since I did this to myself. Uh, why weren't you a Horcrux? You would have survived. <laughs> so, you know, if anybody would have had Horcruxes, it would have been yeah, Tony Stark. Tony Stark. You'd had them everywhere. <laughs> like, remember that earpiece I gave you, Steve, so I could talk to you? That's a Horcrux. I'm never going to die. I'll be here forever. Funny thing is, he'd have, he'd have died and thought all of his horcruxes were gone. And then, like that news reporter from the first episode, he was in bed with. It was like yep. she took a pin out of his room as a memento, and it was like, "Oh, I do have a horcrux left." Yeah, she's got it. Okay. Yeah, but I forgot about that. Would that be a 
whore with a horcrux? Ah, oh. no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we had to find something special. And so we decided to give you your very own magic wand. Now, here's a really good question, Jerry. What wand are we giving them? We don't know. And folks, why don't we know? Because it's a mystery. It is a mystery. We have, going in the Nerd Nest box, as soon as it arrives from Amazon, Yes. a mystery wand. Yes. What it is, is it is a box that says mystery wand. Until you open the box, you don't know whose wand you get. You could get Harry Potter's. You could get Dumbledore's. You, you could, could get, get the some, Elder Wand. You could get the Elder Wand. You could get Hermione's Wand. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. It is one of nine wands from the official Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Absolutely. So you are going to get a magic wand. Yeah. Now, will you be able to cast spells with it? Eh, maybe. Hey, there is a Hogwarts in Australia, apparently. Yeah. You can go there. Yeah. Maybe you become a wizard, Harry. Or you could get a pet lizard. So you could look at him and say, you're a lizard, Harry. I'd do that. <laughs> Uh, but where there is a nerd nest item, Jerry, what must we have? We must have a nerd nest keyword. And today's keyword is... I'm so sorry for this. This week's keyword is Avada Kedavra. <laughs> okay, we're not taking points off for spelling this no, week, folks. We're not. Avada Kedavra. Avada Kedavra, the death curse, yep. is this week's keyword. Yep. And we are you know, serious black and Bellatrix and raggedy bitch killed it with the death curse but that's the key word this week avada kedavra look up how to spell it don't look up how to spell it give it your best shot we don't care either one's fine avada kedavra yes avada kedavra so what you're going to do is you're going to take that however you spelled a word you're going to put it in the subject body of an email that email you're going to address to one of the two email addresses that we gave you earlier along with the title of this week's episode which we'll give you in a little bit or just episode 51 or that time you guys finally fucking talked about harry potter whatever you want to call it it's fine yeah, it's if fine. you if you send us the keyword avocado, we might take that. It's, it's, it's close enough. It's close enough. And we now might I want just some guacamole. <laughs> so, yeah, let's go to a Mexican <laughs> restaurant. Mas cervezas, por favor. <coughs> Mas crema, biatch. No, I'm kidding. Uh. <clears throat> but yeah, God damn, I really do want some Mexican food now. This is messed up. <laughs> uh. Where were uh, you on Cinco de Mayo, Avada Kedavra? I could have used you then. Uh, but uh, don't forget, uh, if you're just now listening to the show or you've only been listening for a couple of weeks, you can always go back, listen to previous episodes, send us the keywords from all those episodes. Each one is an entry into yep. the nerd nest. Even if it's in the same email. We don't care. Same email. Now, also, folks, we are up to 134 on episode one. 16 more downloads. And that's going to trigger the nerd nest. Yes, and my wife cannot wait because it's taking up the entire bottom of our computer room's closet. It's a big box, folks. Uh, matter of fact, it's going to wind up being two boxes. It's going to have to because yeah. I'm pretty sure I can't seal the one it's in right now. I probably could, but it requires a lot of tape and a feat of engineering I'm not capable of. <laughs> so we're going to do what we can. Yeah, but uh, the nerd nest, folks, you know what's coming. Go ahead and enter. Absolutely. And get them in now while you can, because once we hit 150, we're cutting it off. And then it's time for Nerd Nest 2, Electric Boogaloo. Nerd Nest 2, Electric Boogaloo. I'm doing the robot, but you can't see it right now. Uh, <laughs> he really uh, is. Uh, break it down. Oh, uh, uh, there we go. We got to do that on video. When we Pop and lock episode. it, fool. Pop and lock it. 
I can't beatbox either. <laughs> but right now, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Fun facts, fun facts, super duper fun facts, because these facts are fun. Hey! I just harmonized by this because I can do that. Did I turn something? Okay, no, I thought I hit a button, didn't hit a button. All right. So we're here talking about Harry Potter, so we got some Harry Potter fun facts. Indeed we do. And these are fresh because we've never talked about anything Harry Potter. Not so. a once. <laughs> Uh, you want me to start? Go right ahead, sir. All right. Inspiration hits in the strangest places. I can honestly agree with that because Absolutely. I am in the process of writing a book. We'll get into that another day. But J.K. Rowling wrote down all uh, wrote down all of the names of the Hogwarts houses on the back of a vomit bag while she was on a flight. She came up with the idea for the names while she was on a flight. She didn't have anything else to write it on. What she write it on? The back of a vomit bag. A barf bag. A barf yeah. bag. So, I mean, somewhere... In her possession, probably still to this day, is a barf bag that she wrote the names of the Harry Potter houses on. Yep. So I bet you that's probably the only barf bag on planet Earth that's worth some cash. I'm going to make that bet right now. This is the hill upon which I shall die. So to keep uh, Deathly Hallows, the final novel in the series, from being leaked early, the publisher decided to give it clever code names, such as Edinburgh Potmakers, and The Life and Times of Clara Rose Lovett, an epic novel covering many generations. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, that would have thrown me off. I, yeah, it would have, but at the same time, like I want to know about Clara Rose Lovett. <laughs> like I really do. Like what happened to her? You telling me this great story doesn't exist? Like I want to know now. Please tell me. Please, J.K. Rowling, tell me what's going on. James, you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Oh, okay. You spaced I'm, out there for a I'm, minute. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> sorry. I got lost. I got lost in the thought. I apologize, folks. You got lost I'm in my sorry. eyes, like Debbie Gibson. <sighs> I apologize, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Jerry, Clara Rose Lovett. No one, I, I, I take that back. Excuse me. It is not that no one cares about Clara Rose Lovett. Apparently, Jerry wants to fucking know. Goddamn so somebody right needs to get on that shit. Make the book. If it doesn't, I will read If it. it doesn't exist, write it. I'll buy it. <laughs> You've I got promise. at least one copy sold. Damn right you do. Probably two, because it'll probably make my ass buy it. Anyways. I sure will. <laughs> we'll read it together. We'll start a book club. Next, Haley Joel Osment. If you know that name, you probably know it because he's the kid from The Sixth Sense. I see dead people. Yeah. He was almost Harry Potter. Yeah. Fun fact. Crazy, right? When Spielberg was set to direct the film, he chose him for the role. But when Spielberg left, so did Haley Joel. Yeah. I can't even imagine that movie with the kid from The Sixth Sense in it. Like, because as soon as you see him on the screen, you're like, Oh, shit, there's a bunch of dead people here. Oh, he can see the dead people. And then it's six. That's all you're thinking about. Yep. So, Shirley Henderson, a.k.a. Morning Myrtle, was 36 years old when she was cast to play the ghost of a 14-year-old student. She looked like she was 14. Yes. That's fucking insane. That woman has aged gracefully. Gracefully. Like, truly like fine wine. Yeah, I'm 41. I look like I'm 80. She's 36 and looks like a 15-year-old. Like, yeah. life is not fair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> genetics, you can kiss my ass. Anyways. Really? My big old flabby ass. Yep. Thanks, genetics. <laughs> All right. Uh, Nicholas Flamel, the sorcerer from the Sorcerer's Stone, was a real person. He was yeah, he a was. 14th century scribe and businessman who was said to have possessed the mythical item. Yeah. So after he died, people started making up the story that he was so successful because he had the Philosopher's Stone, which allowed you to... You know, transmute anything you wanted to into anything else. You turn metal into gold, 
That was how he made all his money. They made up that lie about him, and so that's where the inspiration from the Sorcerer's Stone came from. Yep. And the the final one, and quite possibly my favorite fun fact I've ever read on this show, Stephen King of Stephen King fame has gone on record to say that Dolores Umbridge is the greatest make-believe villain to come along since Hannibal Lecter. Mm. I mean, I want you to think about that for a second. Mm. This man has made some of the best villains in history. Uh, let's start with uh, Thinner, yep. the Native American priestess. Yeah, uh, Pennywise Clown. Pennywise Clown. Actually, It is yes. his name. Uh-huh. Pennywise was just um, the name he gave, but the, It. The lady from... Uh, the She broke his ankles. Uh, misery. Misery, yes. Yep. Lady from Misery. Um, all of the Tommyknockers. Yeah. Um, what was the the dude? Uh, Randall Flagg. The Randall, man in black. Randall Flagg from uh, The Stand. Yeah. Uh, and also from the Dark Tower series. Like, yeah. He's made some of the best. Yes. And he said Dolores Umbridge is the scariest one. Because she smiles and she's so sweet. But she's really like the fucking devil. Like, think about that for a minute. Just think about it. I got. I'll put her in my top five. Yeah, I know. I won't make her my number one. My number one is going to have to be uh, Jigsaw. He is a good villain. He is a good villain. Just because he's really soft spoken, and even when he sounds angry, he still isn't really intimidating. But when he starts speaking real softly, and he starts telling you, "I know what you really do." Now you have two choices. You can either help me, or I can turn you in. And you can become a criminal. Is it weird that this is turning me on right now? A bit. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. I'm going to stop. Do you have to? No, I don't have to, but I kind of want to because you're giving me oh that look. Oh, my. Damn it, Jerry. <laughs> Damn it, Jerry. Stop. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> Hi, I'm Jerry from the Nerdman Knowledge Podcast. Have you become uncomfortable because your co-host is hitting on you inappropriately? You may be entitled to compensation. Right here. Please contact our offices at Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. We are here for you. God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why? Why? Why not, my friend? That's a better question. I'll it say. is indeed. But right now, it is time for the main event. Ding, 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 ding. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Nerdman Knowledge proudly presents to you the Gryffindor is a jar. Ha! Ah. See what we did there? Yes. So uh, we're going to go grab our very special and very well-known guest for this episode. But before we do that, we're going to take our very last commercial break as we lean away voraciously from the microphone. Yeah! Hey, guys. It's Jerry with my good buddy James here to talk to you about our friends at CBD Essentials. Indeed, Jerry. Our friends at CBD Essentials have graciously agreed to offer our listeners a special discount. Use the promo code NAK15 at checkout to receive 15% off of your total purchase price. And CBD Essentials offers a wide variety of products like gummies, creams, tinctures, oils, even pet treats for your furry friends with joint pain or anxiety issues. Best of all, they offer free shipping on orders over $100 and will ship directly to your door. So give them a try. You won't be disappointed. 
Find them on the web at cbdessentialsusa.com. And don't forget to use promo code NAK15 at checkout for that 15% savings. Yeah. And we're back. And now it's time for us to go get our special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest with us today. Jerry? Yes. Can I ask you a question? You certainly can, sir. If Destro from G.I. Joe, you know who that is. I do. Yes, yes, yes. yes. If he was running really, really fast... Really, yes. I mean, super, super fast. Like really fast. Like really, like, like flash fast. Like swiftly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Would you call him a metalhead swifty? I would. I would call him a metalhead swifty. But then I'd have to not do that because that's not his name. That it is not his name. No, that is the name of our guest today, ladies and gentlemen. A man that needs no introduction, but we gave him one anyway. Joining us today on Nerdum and Knowledge, the one, the only, metalhead swifty. Hello. No, oh, please, yeah, keep coming, keep yeah. it coming, yeah. fantastic, yeah, yeah. It's good, it's great, it's great, it's wonderful, and not only that, but he has his best good friend, his pal, his mate, Jack, with him as well, joining us on the podcast, that's right, you get two guests for the price of one microphone. Hello, hang on, technical errors. It happens, we're used to those. You, 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 you cut out there, but then you're back now, sorry. Excellent. <laughs> So, as we have already said, we are here to talk about Harry Potter today. We're going to tell you our favorite spells from the show, uh, movies, our favorite creatures from the movies and books, and then our favorite characters. So, as always, we give our guests the option to go first if they would like to. So, guys, would you care to go first, or do you want us to go? Uh, I don't mind. We'll let you guys go first. Excellent. All right. James, would you like to go first? You want me to go? Uh, I'll go ahead and go. I'll go ahead and go. All right. Okay. So... First of all, we're starting with favorite spells, correct? Yeah, damn right we are. All right. So let's start with Rectusempri. Rectusempri. The Tickle Charm. Ooh, I like that. Why not? Because that's just so damn functional. I'm on board. If you don't want to fight somebody, but you don't want to see them get hurt either, tickle them and run away. Yeah, but, but do it with magic. Don't do it with your hands. Yeah. That's assault. Don't don't walk up to them and put your hand in their armpit and go tickle tickle tickle. That'll probably start the fight. Yeah, it will. A lot and then faster you're than you thought. Range, yeah, so it's a yeah. problem. And of course, that could be useful in the bedroom, but we won't go there. Yeah, maybe tickle me, Elmo. <laughs> so my my first favorite spell uh, is Accio, uh, because hello lazy. I mean, really, say a word and the item you want comes straight to you. You think I spend time on the couch now? But Accio Doritos, Accio Remote, <laughs> Accio Diet Pepsi. I'm not leaving the couch anymore. <laughs> and God forbid you're in the way of anything flying towards me because it's taking you out, son. That's all I'm saying. I, I just get the picture of your wife sitting there going, honey, I, oh. Yeah, Doritos. And then Diet Pepsi's coming. <laughs> not long after that. Yeah, she gets uh, up from the hit from the head. She gets the hit from the head on from the Doritos, makes her mad. Yeah. Then the remote hits her and then it's like ow and then the diet pepsi hits her then it's like oh yeah. she's out and then it's Accio wife no, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> i'm not doing that uh, so swifty what is you, one of your first favorite spells from harry potter so for me i would have to go firstly with wingardium leviosa it's pronounced leviosa not leviosa <laughs> That's that's why my, does it that's sound so neck. much better when he says it? Because he's British, number yeah, one. But yeah. yeah, that's one. That's my next one, yep. actually. So, Phil, why do you like it? Um, basically, because you never have to lift anything ever again. 
Yeah. See, lazy. Magic is lazy. That's what I like about it a lot. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, I Like I said, my next choice was when uh, Wigardium Leviosa 2. Uh, yeah, Phil, I, I am wholeheartedly in agreement with you, sir. Just absolutely. Just never have to lift anything ever again. Maybe even do it, like do it to yourself. Do it to yourself. You can fly. You, I wonder why they never did that. Don't know. Phil, as you are the expert in, in the Potterverse more than we are, is it possible to win Guardian Leviosa yourself? No, it's, no, it's not. It has to be an object. Okay, so what if I did it to the chair I'm sitting in? I suppose then, yes, you would levitate, but you don't really have much control over it if you're doing it to yourself or something you're standing on. Ah, damn it. All right, I'll figure out another way to fly. I just use a broom. It's easier that way. Uh, it was a nice thought, but still, Wigardium Leviosa. Absolutely. Yeah. And Jack, what about you, my friend? Ooh, well, mine would be um, the tidium one, because then you just tidy everything. And yeah. Absolutely. The whole room just by flicker one. It really, like, I'm starting to see now, like, it's coming to me clearly. Like, Harry Potter magic is all about just being lazy. <laughs> the less work, the better. Literally, just being <sighs> lazy. Absolutely. Perfect. That's why I like these books so much, because <laughs> I am lazy as possible. So, so Jerry, are you trying to say at the end of the uh, movie that everybody, all the older wizards should have been overweight? Yeah, they most definitely should have. <laughs> like, I think Mad-Eye Moody was the only one doing it right, because he was like the big guy. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, uh, yeah, it's time for another Harry Potter dad joke. Are you ready? Why was Mad-Eye Moody a terrible professor? Well... Because his pupils wandered. Oh, oh God, that's funny. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now, so uh, we've already covered James's second spell with Phil's first spell. So I will move on into mine, uh, which is Stupefy. Uh, because it's self-explanatory. You cast a spell and it stuns or, or incapacitates your opponent. Which is literally... Slapping the shit out of somebody from a distance. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You're just like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Well, you were really stupefied. And, oh, fuck. I, okay. What was I talking about? I don't remember. You just <laughs> hit me in the face. <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to hand it to you. I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I, I see nothing wrong with that. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's good stuff. So, Swifty, what is your second favorite spell, my friend? So, my second favorite is the Imperio Curse. <gasps> you picked a curse? I picked a curse. Oh, how I had to you, have sir. one. You didn't have to have one. There's now, a lot of spells. <laughs> hang on a sec, sorry. Oh, there we go. Can you still hear us all right? Yeah, you sound fantastic. There we go. Cool. So, yes, the Imperious Curse. Now, the reason I picked this one is because it's you, you get full control of a human. Now, the only reason I want that is when I get a um, Karen at work, I can tell them to go away and they would have to walk away. (laughs) I'd like to speak to your manager. Imperious. (laughs) Never mind, I'm leaving now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Bravissimo, sir. Bravissimo. Excellent choice. So his first spell is, I don't have to lift anything. His second one is, I don't have to deal with Karens anymore. Yep. (laughs) You're seeing a pattern here. I I do. But now here's a question. Uh, Is it Karen across the pond as well? Or do you guys have another, like, common British uppity lady name? We do, do, but your show would definitely have to be an 18 plus. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, we, <laughs> well, are we talking about the C word? Yes. Mm-hmm. You, you can say the C word. It's okay. Okay. So, yeah, we do. It's a cunt. Ah, there we go. All right. <laughs> you are talking to the same people who have a merch shirt that says, Nerdman Knowledge, there will be queef jokes. Trust yes, me. we do. Cunt is fine. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm actually quite fond of it. Still <laughs> <laughs> ah, you are, Derek. I am indeed. All right, Jack, my friend, what is your second favorite spell? Ooh, all right, that, that would be eat slug, because obviously. It, it, was, it was what now? Eat slug. Eat slug? Yeah, eat slug. Harry Potter 2, yeah. the curse oh, that yeah. on Draco, and yeah. it backfired. Yeah. Yeah, he keeps, like, the slugs keep dropping out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, why wouldn't you want to do that to your enemies? It is a it is a fantastic idea. I can't, can't argue with that. So, oh, you got something to say? <laughs> oh, there's a slug in your mouth. Uh, you want to say something again? Oh, there's a slug in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. Jack is so devilishly properly British. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I feel like Jack should have, should have a handlebar mustache and a monocle and be twisting oh, it I while he says that. that. While yeah. he says that. While he's wearing a top hat and tails. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I need that now. Know <laughs> what to get you for your birthday, Ben. There you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and then you got to take photos birthday and send them to us because that's fantastic. Yes. And we got to get you a oh, giant. Really? No, we got to get you a giant pimp cane with a gem on the top of it, so you can just stroll downtown with it tucked under your arm. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's got to be done. Indubitably. <laughs> Indubitably. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, fellow. Excellent. This is great. Oh. All right, James. <laughs> spell number three, my friend. Spell number three. Okay. Well, since we're going with laziness, <coughs> how about I don't ever have to fight you ever again? Expelliarmus. Yeah. Expelliarmus. Oh, you want to do something to me? Expelliarmus. Yes. Oh, you're pointing at you want to be Expelliarmus. Yeah, I like how you're saying it with the British accent, too. That's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> All right, so so my number three is actually not featured in the films. It, it was in the book only, uh, but it's uh, Terrence Allegra, which is uh, it makes somebody's dance, the feet dance uncontrollably. Of course, named after the dance oh. of Tarantella. Uh, which is a Latin American kind of foot shuffling, kind of the stomping, kind of like the pasta doble. I don't know why I'm talking about dances. I've seen on Dancing with the Stars like anybody has any idea what I'm talking about. But it makes you dance. It gives you the boogie shoes is what I'm saying. So that's great. You're like somebody's bothering you. You just slap them with the wand, and they're doing the boot scooting boogie or the electric slide or whatever. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm done with you, son. And then for good measure, you just stupefy them right in the back of the head. <laughs> Blam! <laughs> Bitch. No. <laughs> All right, Swifty, my friend. Your your third and final um, favorite would spell. You mind if we, would we mind if we did Jack first for this one? Oh, no, go right ahead, sir. Sure, sure. Indubitably. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, well, we call it cut ahead. Yeah. Terribly sorry, we cut ahead. Sir, it's definitely got to be Avada Kedavra. <gasps> the death curse. How could you? Hold on. The death Curse. <laughs> All right, Jack. Why is Avada Kedavra your third favorite spell? I mean, why not? You know, it's instant death. I mean, <laughs> you can't counter it. And yeah, it's the perfect, perfect spell. I mean, you're not wrong. There's no, there's no stopping it, unless you're the boy who lived. Very true. You only, you only. Hi. Spent- this is Nerdman Knowledge. Have you or a loved one been defected by the Avada Dekabra curse? Give us a call. 
1-800-DEAD RELATIVES. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had us laughing. Well, that's the, that's, the, that's the important thing. We want to have everybody laughing. All right, Swifty, you held yours off deliberately for your third and final favorite spell, my friend, so it must be a doozy. Hit us with it. Yep. So the first, you know, I've, I've gone for lazy and controlling. Yep. Now, this one is slightly different. My last curse is the Patronus charm. Ah, yes, Expecto Patronum. Now, the reason for this is there is a certain type of creature, which I won't say now because I'm sure it will come up later, which is the embodiment of depression. Yes, And this charm is what fights them. And for me, that is absolutely amazing. It really is. Fantastic. would have come in real handy a few times, trust me. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I can imagine so. I think we've all been there when it'd be nice to wave a wand and make depression go away. Mm-hmm. So then the question is begged, my friend. <coughs> what would your Patronus charm be? A Pegasus. Ooh, nice. Excellent choice, sir. Mine would, mine would be a raccoon. That'd definitely be my Patronus. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's lazy and he sits around and eats stuff. That's, that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> Jack, what would your Patronus be? That's a tough question. I'm not too sure. Probably a snake. A snake? I don't know why a snake, but it's probably a snake. Because you're Slytherin, that's why. <laughs> Yeah, ripping my house, you know. <laughs> ripping my house. <laughs> I think mine. I think mine would have to be a pegacorn. No, that's not your patronus, my friend. You okay. know what your patronus is? Okay, it's a panda. Panda. Yeah, panda. there we go. My patronus <laughs> I, I would be a panda. Yeah, it's a panda. <laughs> yeah, it's a panda. Yeah, his is a panda. Mine is a trash panda. Yeah, <laughs> that's worse. It's so much worse. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to Category 2, Favorite Creatures. So, again, we ask, do you gentlemen want to go first, or do you want us to go first? We'll let you go first again on this one. Excellent. All right, I'm going to take the reins this time, my friend. My first favorite creature is the Acromantula, which is a giant spider, which is described as having a, I'm not making this up, described as having a taste for human flesh. Okay? I want you to think about that. Giant spider and it doesn't want to bite you, it wants to eat you. And, of course, the most famous one from the films would be Aragog, um, who was Hagrid's pet. He had him, and he was a wee little thing, and then he was like 40 fucking feet tall. But that's no big deal to Hagrid because, you know, he doesn't care because he's not human, so he doesn't have to worry about getting eaten. But, yeah, I'm afraid. And when that thing came on screen for the first time, my wife saw it, like, she almost shit her pants. Like, she's scared of spiders, and that was the biggest damn spider she'd ever seen in her entire life, which makes me love it even more. I love you, sweetheart. Giant spider with a taste for human flesh. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have nightmares. Yeah, aren't you? Though? It's nightmare yeah. fuel. That's exactly what that is. That's nightmare fuel. Yeah. I want to make a Mountain Dew drink called Nightmare Fuel. <laughs> and it's just got like Ooh. and it's just got like PCP meth and orange juice in it. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. Your turn, my friend. <laughs> I need a minute. I was going to say, we apologize for me and I'm Jack being quiet, but we're quietly laughing throughout most of it. No, no, it's fine. No, you're fine. fine. Um, (laughs) My first choice is pretty much an obvious one, the Phoenix. Oh, yeah. I just like the the Phoenix historically throughout every mythology I've ever heard. Love the Phoenix. And the fact that it was in this series of books, glad they did it. Yes, Fox being the most famous one from the films. Yep. 
I like the idea of like, you know, you, you burn up and then you're reborn and everything's okay again. And then you get to re-rake all your shitty decisions. No, I'm kidding. You make new shitty decisions. No, I'm still kidding. It's fine. All right, so Phil or Jack, whoever wants to go first, hit us with your first creature. So so for my first one, it's book only, and it will be the salamander. The salamander, very nice choice. Now, the salamander is a form of lizard which lives in fire. Yes. Fire. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Jack just went full beavers. Fire, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it, it's in book five. There's a very funny scene where Fred and George are trying to feed a salamander one of their um, wizarding fireworks. Oh, God. And as you can imagine, that goes extremely well. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Oh, Any Anytime the, the, the Weasley twins had a good idea, it never backfired. Not at all. No. Yeah, of course not. There, nothing bad ever happened from that. It was all it was all bickety boo. Sure, yeah, we'll go with that. I have no idea what you just said, but <laughs> Jack, my friend. Basically, it means. No, what were you saying? Uh, basically, it means what? Basically, it means everything goes well. Ah, okay, bickety boo. Well, Got it. All right. Apart from the fact that Jack's now choking. Oh, uh, don't choke, Jack. Me, That's not apologize. nice. Yeah, I do apologize. Dying, dying on a recording is, is yeah. Of course, there's a lot of problems. Oh, wait, no, no problem. It's just it's recorded for posterity. It'll always be on the internet. You got nothing to worry about. Yeah, that's it. You know. Yeah, we'll, exactly. we'll bring you back to make sure you finish the podcast. As long as I'm resuscitated, it's all good. Yeah, don't hit him with the Avada Kedavra curse. We don't. We need him to finish the episode. Yeah. Now yeah. I've got a frying pan for that. <laughs> Is that the British Heimlich? Just clang, <laughs> spit it up. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Nice. Run into the kitchen, get a frying pan, and just start beating him with it. If they don't wake up from that, nothing's going to wake them up. Excellent. <laughs> all right, you, smack. there for you, people. <laughs> Just, all right, you, smack. He's not yep. waking up. Well, hit him again. again. Weird. All right, so, Jack, what's your first creature, and my then, friend? And then the final call is a kick to the ghoulies. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on now. <laughs> you don't Rochambeau a man when he's asleep. That's not cool. No, but if, if he, if he, again, if he doesn't wake up screaming from that, there's no hope. Oh, yeah, good point. If you kick him in the, tw- in, in the cheese and biscuits and he doesn't wake up, he's dead. It's it's over with. So. Yeah, exactly. Rochambeau for consciousness. Yeah, that's how we're going to check people if they're dead or not from now on. We're just going to kick them in the dick and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack, my friend, what is your first creature? Uh, so I'm going to have to go with the Baphalus. Ooh, excellent I mean, choice. It, it, it's venom is the only thing that can kill uh, a horcrux. Yep. So, well, apart from apparently Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, plot. <laughs> Here's a, the like one of the one things I've always want wondered about like the films and everything. Like I understand Hogwarts is a school for witchcraft and wizardry. Like I, I get that. I get that. Why are there so many dangerous, deadly creatures living in the fucking basement? Like I don't understand it. But that's the trouble. You've got Hagrid as the gamekeeper. Yeah, I know. He sees something. He takes it home. He thinks it's pretty. It's tiny for him. Like but I, I, but the I secretly it's three times the size. Like I secretly think like Hagrid was a sociopath, and he just kept bringing these dangerous animals, like so they would kill kids, and he just enjoy the murder. Yeah, Jerry, dark, dark <laughs> joke coming. It's called crowd control, mate. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, 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 oh man. Oh. Got to keep the grades up, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. 
Fantastic director, <laughs> by the way. But no feel. No, I'm kidding. All right. So, creature number two. Uh, my second favorite creature in the Harry Potter universe is the Boggart because it takes the shape of your worst fear. Everybody remembers the scene where he had the one trapped in the closet, Remus Lupin. You letting the kids uh, learn the ridiculous spell, and so it kept popping out. And so I think, like, if it jumped out for me, like, my worst fear is heights. So I don't know what it would appear to me as, other than, like, maybe a cliff or a ladder um, or, or maybe, like, a hole. I don't, I don't know what it would appear to me as. but Well, no, that's what, that's what I mean. But even if it does pop out as a cliff, it's, ah, a cliff. Yes. I'm so scared. As long as I I'm don't climb, climb on top it. of that, I'll be fine. Yeah. This is it, literally. Yeah. Oh, I hope I don't somehow end up at the top of it. Oh, you're at the top of it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now I'm at the top of it. Now I am scared. All right. <laughs> and I do ridiculous, and it turns into like a painting of a cliff or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mine would be a balloon. A balloon? A, I have a un, unknown reason for childhood trauma of balloons. So, no, I, I, what I I'm saying is... That's the thing you're most afraid of. Yeah, it's my full-on phobia. I absolutely despise them. Wow. That is good to know. No, because if, fine. Because the balloon. if we ever met, <laughs> like, my thought would be set up some balloons and, like, surprise you. Oh, yeah, you I'm yeah. glad you told us now. Yeah. I'm glad you Please told us now. Okay, we'll see, we'll see. That's okay, because I know what James's boggart would turn into, because I found out last night what James is afraid of. Your sister let sleep a secret, my friend. You're afraid of mimes. No, my <laughs> sister is mistaken. I am not afraid of mimes. I hate them with a blinding, fiery passion born of the seven, all seven levels of hell. Tell us how you really feel, buddy. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat this it. This is this is a hatred that is not born overnight. It must be coaxed with rusty forceps from a womb of malcontent. Oh, shit. That oh, I both, like that. I'm that using was, that. That was both poetic and terrifying. Yeah. Now, I, am, I do not fear mimes. I hate them. They are about the most useless fucking thing on this planet. Now, don't... Now, having said that, if that is what you want to do with your life... Do not let me hide your light under a bushel basket, but don't do the shit around me. Oh, look, I'm in a box. No, you're not. Smack. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, James, I'm sorry I brought it up. That <laughs> seems to have uh, brought out a side of you that I've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, that took a hard back turn. My apologies to our listeners, especially to the mime fan universe. I do apologize. It doesn't matter. They're not going to say anything. (laughs) See what you did there. Even Jordy LaForge can see what I did there. (laughs) Yes, but no, I do not have a fear of mimes. I just don't like them. No, uh, honestly, I don't know what it would turn into either because my fear is dying alone. So... Wow. I don't know how that would work. No. Um, and and no. I did not mean for that to be so dark. I apologize. <laughs> that sad violin music worthy of anything ever is. <laughs> the fact you, the fact James, the fact you silent two Brits there. That that's good going. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I apologize. Um, now, Jerry, Jerry, insert queef joke here. Come on. you got to have a queef joke. Come on. Actually, come no. On. Um, 
there is a uh, another Harry Potter dad joke. Why does Snape stand in the center of the road? So you'll never know what side he's on. Ah! Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> okay, so James, your second creature, sir. My second creature is the centaurs. Ooh, centaurs. Half uh, man, half horse. And I'll be honest with you, I think that the depiction in Harry Potter is probably as close to, as to my imagination would be of what a centaur would truly be. They'd have kind of the gruffier voice. Uh, they would be intelligent. They would speak intelligently. Uh, but they wouldn't necessarily volunteer to come out and speak to you. Yeah, they would try to keep their presence hidden. They would show up when they wanted to or when they needed to. That would be it. So basically they're assholes. Kind of, sort of. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Centaurs are assholes. <laughs> no offense to the centaur community. Yeah, like they're going to be listening, listening, we apologize. <laughs> if we hurt your feelings <laughs> anyway, feel free to send us an email. <laughs> we spelled them earlier. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what if centaurs were the other way around? What if the bottom half was man and the top half was horse? That would be fucking weird. I would be weird. If they were like built like minotaurs? Yeah. Bo Jackman. There you go. Bojack Horseman. Bojack Horseman, yep. Back to front center. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, which one of you would like to go first with your second favorite creature? So I'm going to go, and um, again, I'm afraid it's book only, and it will be the blast ended group. I'm sorry, what did you just say? I the, agree. What was the, so it, it's in book four, and it's called The Blast Ended Scroot, and it's the creature that Hagrid teaches them about which goes terribly wrong. Oh, that never happens and when Hagrid's the, teaching about a creature, though. The reason I love <laughs> these creatures so much is they are little walking killing machines. So they have a sting on one end, a sucker in the middle, and pincers on the other end with no visible face and solid shell diamond armor. Holy shit. And they can grow up they can grow up to about I think it's about eight feet long. The perfect pet for your magical child. Yeah, it really is. If you're a yeah. murder hobo, Jesus Christ. Literally I am starting to think that Hagrid had a more sinister fit reason yeah, than we I, think. I think he was a fucking psychopath, is what I'm saying right now. I'm just being honest. He would go gather children and bring them to his murder farm. That's what he did. Yeah. Oi, I'd like to play a game and, with you, Mr. Potter. And the Blast Ended Group is a, is a, a legal um, breeding of a manticore and a fire ant. And that's how the Blast Ended Group got invented. Well, my son, you know when a manticore and a fire ant really love each other, sometimes they get together and they have a baby. <laughs> and that baby will fucking kill you. <laughs> Oh, and, and incidentally, the impression I was attempting to do was Hagrid in Saw as Jigsaw. Oh, you like to play a game, Harry. <laughs> oh, now that, that needs to be a film. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Harry Potter Saw, I, I would watch. Don't think I realized. I didn't realize I needed that as much as I did now. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You never knew right. you needed it in your life until now. Exactly. We, don't, yeah. we all have cameras. We can make this happen. <laughs> and we know British people. It's, it'll work out great. You, you, you're shut in a room with a blast-ended group. That's all you need. <laughs> it would be brutal. That'd be a two-minute movie. 
We'll call it a short film, but a see, short snuff film. There we but go. But see, you could make that work, uh, you know, just in the same uh, you know kind of air as Saw. You know, if you had a magic student who was really into jewelry and gems and metal, precious metals, lock her in there with the blast ended screw. Yep. Yep. Because it's got the diamond armor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. I, I do feel sorry for the cleanup team afterwards, though. <laughs> oh, no. Remember Jack's uh, cleanup spell? Just boom, done. Oh, yeah. Moving along. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> also, <laughs> also works with human parts. <laughs> yeah. Now, that, that's a good question. Once a person is dead, they're no longer a person, they're an object. You can just Wingardium Leviosa them out of the room. It's going to work fine. Yeah. Also, that. Yeah. Plus, wouldn't Repero work? I don't you think know, so. Make Frankenstein <laughs> all over again. No? I don't. I think, I think, on the floor. I think would, there we go. I'm pretty sure they would come back wrong. <laughs> it, it would have changed if Repero did work. It would have changed Harry Potter because it'd be like his parents are dead. Oh no! Wait, no, they're Repero. not. <laughs> yeah, they're back now. No more grief. Oh, <laughs> fan theory. Fan theory. Hagrid is John Kramer's grandfather. <laughs> that would work. I can see that it happening. Could work. It could. It could. That's what we'll base our movie on. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jack, my friend, what is your second favorite creature? Ooh, uh, I'd have to say Dementor. This real perfect guard. I mean, what more could you want to guard like Azkaban? Yeah, um, absolutely. They are fucking terrifying. They will literally suck your yeah, face off. Like it happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. They will eat you from the, the outside in. Yes, but they don't eat. Exactly. So then you just put back in your cell and you're in there for all the time because you're just a shell of a person. There we go. <laughs> Easy guard. Can I repair <laughs> my soul, please? <laughs> <laughs> right. Quick, quick little side note because it was something I was thinking about yesterday because my brain goes to some weird places. Right? No, not you. <laughs> if the Dementor got Voldemort whilst he had his Horcruxes, would he still be able to come back? Yeah. I would say yes, because each one of the Horcruxes was a fragment of his soul. Yeah. So yeah. would uh, so I'm guessing a Dementor will be another thing which could destroy a Horcrux. It probably would be. You are correct. Yeah. yeah. Because once you remove Voldemort's essence from it, it just becomes a mundane object again. Yep. So yeah, that's what they should have done, which is tamed a Dementor and took it around and ate all the Horcruxes. <laughs> yeah. Just tell them they're potato chips. Just eat up, buddies. Go ahead. It's going to be good. Sorry, All don't right. worry about this. Just my seeing eye dementia. <laughs> seeing eye dementia. <laughs> <laughs> Can you my imagine you're working the door? Like, just We'll take it across the pond here. You're working the door at Tesco, and a giant yeah. floating apparition comes to the door. And you're like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's just my seeing eye dementia. <laughs> But, sir, you're not blind. Oh, I no, know. No, it, I, no. know. <laughs> I, I would say it's more of a support dementia. And the way it's an emotional support you, dementia. Anybody, instead, yeah, of a, in, it, instead of an ESA, <laughs> emotional support animal, we now have an ESD, emotional support dementia. Yep. Yes. Because anybody yeah. that pisses the way you it off, works, it eats their soul. <laughs> literally. <laughs> well, that gives new meaning to clean up on aisle seven. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> Holy and then crap. You, you just... And then you just have a few blast-ended scroots in there to get rid of the evidence. <laughs> That's what you release when it's time to clean up. Just flip a little door open, yeah. come scuttling out, eat the remains, and then go back inside. <laughs> oh, Problem a, solved. 
This is like episode get real dark. <laughs> <laughs> you were warned. I know, I know, I know. We we warned each other. It's fine. So uh, my final creature is the Thestral. Uh, the horse-like creatures that can only be seen by those that have tasted death. And for whatever reason, and I'm starting to think there's something a little wrong with uh, J.K. Rowling as well, aside from the obvious, but uh, they're carnivorous. <laughs> they eat meat. They don't have stomachs. Yeah. But they eat meat. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> like, why is everything trying to eat kids? I just don't understand it. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, yeah, they're a constant food source because they're always at Hogwarts. I mean, I get that, but I'm just saying, like, give them a steak or I something, think bro. It, I think it's called childhood trauma. Agreed. I'll give you that one. So like actually terrified of nature. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. That's what that's what Hogwarts yeah, teaches you. Yeah. Everything is trying to kill you. That's what you learn <laughs> when you're taking yeah. it. When he, when he, I need someone who can do a Snape voice to do, I'd like to play a game with you from Saw. I need someone. I need that in my life. I'd like to play a game. That. Thank you. And we have it recorded. And we have it recorded. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now it's time for my third creature. Now, I kind of went back and forth on this because the first two I picked are obviously from other mythologies, not just the J.K. Rowling universe. Mm -hmm. I wanted to pick one that was actually from that universe. And I think I picked a pretty good one just because it's fun to say, and it's a fun-looking little creature. The bow truckle. The bow truckle. That's the little tiny plant praying mantis-looking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just because it's fun to say. It just kind of rolls off the tongue. Bow truckle. Almost like a baby trickle. Yeah, almost. We won't get into that right now, though. you'll have to listen to the episode, guys. (laughs) That was before we talked to you. Yeah. And by the way, do you know who no, drives sorry, NASCAR sorry, yeah, for? Do you know who drives NASCAR you, for yeah. Baby Trickles? Yeah, Cole Trickle, Dick Trickle, Dick Trickle. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> Please tell me that's his real name. It is. It is. It is straight it's up his real name. Oh my name god, that is amazing. <laughs> that is literally a NASCAR driver's name. Yeah. Dick Trickle. His family, his parents, had the last name Trickle and named their son Dick. Those are the greatest or worst parents. In the history of the world, depending on how you look you at it. You can't write that. Like, literally, you can't write that. Well, they that did. They wrote it on his birth certificate. Bullying. <laughs> <laughs> that kid will have been bullied throughout the whole of school. Oh, know? yeah, but he was one tough son bitch. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why they did it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, we're going to teach you to be a man. <laughs> no. Uh, Dick, Dick Trickle. Just to go, go on a little side note here. Dick Trickle, uh, I only recall ever seeing him in one fight. Now, to set this up for you gentlemen, in NASCAR, Dick Trickle did not have the best win-loss ratio. No, no, no. To, to put it mildly. Um, but okay. there was one race, he was actually in the top ten, and somebody clipped him from behind and caused him to spin out, which took him out of the race. Yep. That, yeah. That person was out of the race as well. Now, Dick Trickle was finally going to finish in the top ten because there weren't that many laps left. Dick got out of his car, ran over, not walked, not power walked. He ran over to the other car. There's a mesh net that, you know, is on the inside of the window. He snatches that down, reaches in, grabs the driver out, snatches his helmet off, and proceeds to start punching him in the head profusely. Just beat this man to death like it ain't nobody's fucking business. So you could say he was beaten by a dick. 
<laughs> oh, that's nasty. Drippy oh. <laughs> <laughs> dick as well. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. every time you were saying it, it's just like, yeah, that's all I, that's all I hear. Because you're hearing dick trickle. Fucking us wetting ourselves. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> gentlemen, what is your third favorite creature? Whoever wants to go first. Oh, well, mine now is Dick Trickle. <laughs> <laughs> J.K. Rowling should have had a Dick Trickle in her books. Wait, we still got time. Hey, there's a Fantastic Beast movie coming out. We can figure it out. Oh, what's that? Yeah, Dick Trickle. Probably... <laughs> just in the background. What's that over there? Dick Trickle. Yeah. Just don't explain it. It's just a dick trickle. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we got dark folks and we got well, we got dark folks and we lightened it up real All quick. Right, so it, it it's not official, but Jack's third favorite creature is the dick trickle. Right. Yes, yeah. unofficially dick trickle. Um, <laughs> officially, um, oh, what what fuck me. Hippogriff. 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 Yes. yes. Hippogriff. I'm swear word coming, you bastard. I've got to think of another one now. Ah, <laughs> uh, you guys have the same number three. Yeah. It's all right. I've got another. Well, that's what you get to see one of my spells. <laughs> <laughs> Only fair. <laughs> that's John, Jack's maniacal <laughs> laugh for stealing your answer. It sounded like you got a bit stuck at the end there, though. Yeah, it's actually from uh, Mortal Kombat, Shao Kahn's laugh. That's how they put it into the game. Ah. Oh, that's sick. Right, hypocrite. Yeah, hypocrite. Okay. You have to explain to them why you like them. So go for it. Oh, I, mean, but, I mean, one, it nearly killed Malfoy by accident. That yeah, that is a good thing, because fuck Malfoy. Um, <laughs> yeah, drugs. And plus, it's basically just like a giant pigeon with, like, you know, a brain and big, long legs. What? Don't look at me like that. It is. <laughs> its head looks like a pigeon. How dare you? It does. How fucking dare you? I know it's supposed to look like an eagle. It looks like a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's a pigeon with wings. Pigeons already have wings. <laughs> Bigger wings. Oh, my God. Kill me now. <laughs> no, I can't do that. There's still more episodes to go. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Avada Kedavra. Didn't work. <laughs> Sorry, you're not a wizard. Or maybe you didn't want it bad enough. Alright, so hypocrites are pigeons with bigger wings. Jesus. Phil, your turn. And four legs. Oh, four legs. Right. That's a big difference. Am I allowed to give hypocrites justice? If you would, no. sir. If you would like to defend your pick, go right ahead. Right, so a hypocrite is part eagle, part horse. Part pigeon. <laughs> They, the reason the hippogriff attacks Malfoy is because you have to show them respect and they have to trust you and if they don't bow at you, you have to get the hell out of there. And because Malfoy showed it this respect, it attacked him. Better put some respect on my name. So, there you go. That was an excellent defense, Bloody sir. You big, have, you have big, redeemed big, the hippogriff. Big, big <laughs> Poor Buckbeak. Big pigeon play fun. First they try to attempt to cut his head off, and then he's called a big pigeon. <laughs> so I guess the question is, which one was a bigger offense? 
<laughs> probably the big pigeon. Probably oh, damn. All right, settle down, you two. I don't want to have to separate you now. <laughs> That's literally impossible. Oh, You're thousands of miles away, but... <laughs> okay, so now we're going to move on to uh, favorite characters. So again, we will offer the opportunity to you guys to go first if you choose, or we'll go first up to you. We'll go. I think we'll go first with this one. Oh, all right. Let's hit it with it. I'll let you go first. So this Ooh. is where I've got a good bang. Okay, fair enough. Well, my one of my first favorite character would be Bellatrix. Oh, Bellatrix is strange. Mental, like you know, dark wizard ass. Yeah, look, she's, she's a little mental. Not gonna lie. Going around murdering people and trying to basically get with the dark lord. Indeed. You know, why, why not? She wants that dark D. Yeah, she really does. She <laughs> wants that good, deep, dark D. That's what she lives for. Well, depending on if you take the theater show as lore or not, um, she got it. Oh, wow. Okay, then. Uh, now, I found out something interesting when I was uh, doing research for the podcast, like going through and looking at things. I was not aware... Uh, that she was Sirius Black's cousin. Yep. Yeah. I had no idea. And she just straight up and, murdered that dude. Yep. <laughs> well, um, if you remember book five, when he's talking to Harry about the um, tapestry on the wall. I do, yeah. Even, um, even the Weasleys are in um, uh, some, like, a cousin once removed from them all and everything. Like, all the wizards are related Man, it, it is. It has been so long since I read the books. I I have completely forgotten about that whole thing. But so basically, the, it, it was there was a lot of um, Game of Thrones going on behind closed closed uh, doors. Okay, I got you. So a lot of cousins banging cousins, killing cousins. I got it. Yeah, I got it. I'm on board. I'm on board. Keeping the bloodline pure. Literally, you got what you. They were trying to do. All right, Jack, my friend. What is your your first favorite character? <laughs> That was just mine. Oh, when it, when it, you, you did Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Oh, sorry. I'm, 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 you're you're I correct. My bad. Oh, yeah, Phil, no, yeah, what's your sorry, first yeah. character, my friend? <laughs> so mine, mine would be her cousin, Sirius Black. Excellent choice, my friend. <laughs> so, A, it was nice for a while to see Harry having a father figure. Yes, very much so. Uh, um, B, he's just badass. a badass, a rebel, but at the same time, he. You can tell that Azkaban did unhinge him. Yeah, it definitely and you did. You just feel so sorry for him throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but such a well-written character. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and even when you uh, when you watch the film, like when you first are introduced to the character, he's got the wild eyes. You know, his teeth are all dirty and dingy because he's been in Azkaban. His hair's all over the place, and he just seems like he's not there. Like there's something definitely wrong with this dude. Like real bad off but then by like the, the next movie he's like oh hey buddy what's going on man here i'm just take care of you, you know like wow that was quite a change but in, um, in the book on um book five even though he's like a lot better you can still see like little things which still affect him so yeah. there's a whole thing i don't think it's in the movies but there's a whole thing where uh molly weasley says that he sees harry as james and not harry yep um and yeah, it, he, he's just such a tragic character. And then on the positive for him, he turns into a dog. Yeah, and that's just amazing. And dogs are awesome. Yeah, I mean Remus exactly. turned into a werewolf, but you know werewolves will eat you. Dogs will just lick you. It's fine. Yeah, I mean unless you die, <laughs> I guess a dog would eat you then. But it would wait a few days at least. Yeah, it's a smell. 
Yeah, T started like getting a little rank. He's like, oh, I guess he's meat now. I'll just eat him. I'm going to miss you, friend. Yeah, at least they're polite about it. You know? Yeah. At least they don't go straight in. It's cat. not like a cat. Yeah, cat will yeah. start day one and it'll start at your face. That's what a cat will that, 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 cat, cat usually looks at you going, are you not dead yet? I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> hey, quit hating on cats. Damn. Cats suck. I said it. <laughs> go fuck yourself, all right? <laughs> Poor little hey, over I'm, there. I'm a cat person. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to have to finish the episode early because... I'm going to need to light some candles. And think, no, I'm kidding. And then uh, you're going to have to get Dick Trickle sponsoring. Ma- yeah. And a piece of Jason Momoa covered in um, butter oil. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now it won't take that long at all. No, so my first favorite character is Filch. I absolutely love yeah. Filch. Uh, he's the grumpy old caretaker of Hogwarts. Uh, he's constantly seen as a bad guy throughout all of the films. Like, he's trying to ruin all the kids' fun. And, like, for the longest time, you're convinced... He's a bad guy. He's on, he's in league with Voldemort or whatever the case may be, whatever you want to go down that path. But then at the end, like any good guy does, or the anti-hero does rather, he steps up and helps save the day during the Battle of Hogwarts. And, you know, I can't say, like, when you first see him, you like the craggly old dude and he's got the weird cat, you know, because cats suck. Kidding, James. And uh, <laughs> fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> fuck you. No, oh, Miss, Miss, yeah, but come on, James. Even you must admit you didn't have any love for Mrs. Norris. No, nobody did. No, but you know, it's like no. you're, you're. It's like they paint him. They paint him as the picture of the villain. And when he comes out and saves the day at the end, it's like I like that about the guy. James, character number one, my friend. All right. Well, since the first choice was Bellatrix Lestrange. I'm going to give my third choice as Sirius Black. And Phil gave that one as well. Oh, uh, my bad. I had to step <laughs> away for a minute. Um, but uh, the whole thing about Sirius Black. Uh, Jack and Phil just shitting all over your list. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, <sighs> just hot, wet cat turds all over your list. <laughs> oh, Jay. We love you, buddy. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. We do. What the hell was that? (laughs) You know what it was, Phil. Oh, oh, you didn't hear it? I'll play it again. Oh, Oh, my God. Just just a million no's. Oh, really? Oh, my. (laughs) That one's better. Yeah, it is. It's much better. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, my pick for Sirius Black was with everything he went through, going to Azkaban, being falsely accused of killing the Potters, or being in league with Voldemort. Yep. Uh, and through it all, he still manages when he gets out of Hog uh, when he gets out of Azkaban, he's still trying to do the right thing. He's still trying to protect Harry. He he could have very easily have just given up. Mm-hmm. Very easily have sought out Voldemort and said, you know what, fuck all these people for what they did to me. But he didn't. Yeah, I mean, he would have been solely justified in doing so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if any of you have seen this, but there is a uh, fan theory that Dumbledore knew Sirius Black was innocent and did nothing. Yeah, I've heard that. that's That's a popular fan theory. Now, it's a fan theory. It's not canon. It's not novel. It's not movie. But there is a fan theory that suggests that Dumbledore knew and did not tell him because Sirius Black would have seriously interfered with the plan Dumbledore had to overthrow Voldemort. Well, that and to groom Harry. Yeah. So. 
but yeah, I mean, serious black variable. So yeah, so yeah, not wrong. Serious black was my first choice. So back over to our friends from across the pond. Indeed. Indubitably. Indubitably, my dear uh, Watson. <laughs> no, I think it's mine. Uh, it's probably going to be um, Luna. I reckon. Just because she's just, you know, she's not like she's not properly explained, and she's just. You know. <laughs> I'm sorry, like, y'all. Y'all shit on me for picking one of mine. You just picked one of Jerry's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eat cat shit, motherfucker. <laughs> See what what, what you guys <laughs> don't realize is we've actually got a camera above you and we're looking at your leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew well, all along. Can see me giving him the finger. <laughs> I'm waving back. We're, to we're you. waving back at you right yeah. now. You're number one in my book, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you two filibuster yeah, yeah. back and yeah. forth about Luna Lovegood. Go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah, she's not, like, she's weird, she's not explained, and, yeah, she's just, like, optimistic. She's, like, the, you know, the the morale keeper. Yeah, my my favorite thing about Luna is, what you have to realize is that she lives in a world of magic. Everybody she's around lives in a world of magic. How fucking weird do you have to be where everybody (laughs) around you thinks... You're the weird one. Yeah, true. Exactly. Think about that. Like everybody's <laughs> like that, that bitch is crazy, but like they can literally cast spells and fly on brooms and dragons exist. But they're like, that's weird. That's really weird. You just straight up strange. Yeah. I heard. I heard someone once describe Luna Lovegood as happy goth or happy emo, yeah. which sounds like a double negative, but I get it in her case because yeah. it actually fits. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any better it way to describe her. Yeah. She's like my chemical romance and sunshine mixed together. <laughs> and that's a terrifying thought in itself. In it Good God. He's <laughs> when hell freezes over. That's what's going to happen. That's but a, that's a music let's, be, let's be honest, that wouldn't ever happen because if you put black, if you put either My Chemical Romance or Black Veil Brides in sunlight, they'll just turn to dust. You are correct. <laughs> yes. Very true. <laughs> All right, so that was Jack's pitch. Feel your go. So mine is more. I she's my second favorite because I love to hate this character. <laughs> And that is Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, we brought her up during the fun facts. Now, the reason I, I I do love to hate her is because she is that teacher that everyone's had. Yeah. Times a oh, yeah. hundred. Oh, so oh, yeah. She is that. But she, for me, she is a Mrs. I'm not actually going to say a name just in case, but there was a teacher. Um but yes, and every single person has had that one teacher who they absolutely felt like hated them personally, and that is Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, absolutely. And Hands down. Where Voldemort is just the big bad of the Harry Potter movies, she is just pure evil. Yeah, yeah absolutely. There's like no motivation for it. Yeah, you it was it uh, one, one of our fun facts was that uh, Stephen King has said that the character of Dolores Umbridge is the most sinister movie villain ever created since Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. And also I, I forget the name of the actress, sadly, but the actress who played her did she is the one so 
I've got all my problems with all the like casting and how the characters are played because yeah. I'm such a book nerd. Yeah. But Umbridge, they got down to a T. Yes. Like seriously, for me, it, she just jumped straight off the page. Yeah, she was really well played. But yeah, she is absolutely terrifying. She really is. So, so going from absolutely terrifying to the utterly ridiculous, my second favorite character is none other than Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> so he's a complete scam artist. He's a, he's a 100% fraud. Um, he's obviously a wizard. He has magical ability, but he doesn't know what to do with it, and he's no good at it. So what it, the reason I liked him is because he ended up being a magician in the world of magic. Like, all of his stuff was smoke and mirrors. It was circumstance. It was misdirection. Um, so, like, he lived in a world of magic, but he was just like a regular David Copperfield among actual Merlins, you know? And to help that out, what was the one type of magic he was actually good at? Memory charms. Exactly. <laughs> and just yeah. and, abs- and, and, and portrayed by Kenneth Branagh to seem scenery-chewing perfection. That dude is a god among men. I don't think I've ever seen him play a role I didn't like. He's fantastic. Yeah, i got to give it. Um, um, Go ahead. Am I all right to put a little add-on on that? Go right ahead, sir. Because a lot of people don't realize it exists, but if you watch the after-credits of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, there's a small after-credits scene where he's selling his new book called Who Am I? Yep. Yeah, I remember that. And he's on the yeah. cover actually asking, who am I? No, seriously, who yeah. am I? I don't know. Yes, I've seen that after yeah, credit scene. Fantastic. It I was thought perfect. that was brilliant. Be- it was because perfection. that's not in the book. Yeah. That's a good one. James, your second favorite, my friend. Okay, my second favorite is going to be Neville Longbottom. Oh, my man Neville. <laughs> now, we were just talking about our dear, wonderful person, Dolores Umbridge. And the only reason I relate her with him is because uh, she was about to use a particular curse on Harry Potter that Neville Longbottom was all too familiar with because it was the same one that was used on his parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, to me, Neville Longbottom is Neville Longbottom is the Samwise Gamgee of this story as far as I'm concerned. I, if, I couldn't agree with you more there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I have not read the last few books. I think I've read up through ah. the Half Blood Prince. I did not read the Deathly Hollows, so uh, I'm not sure. You'll. I will refer to the experts here. Uh, in the movie, Neville Longbottom is the one who ultimately destroys the Basilisk. Is that how it plays out in the? No, you, you mean the Guinea? The the, the, no, the, Guinea, the Guinea. The Guinea. Now, uh, so, is that is that how it plays out in the book? In the book, he's even more. He he has an even more hero arc. Really? Oh, shit. Um, yeah, majorly so. They didn't do him justice at all in the movies. So in the book, he you know the Caros who take over Hogwarts? Yep. He stands up to them. He is the person who led the whole rebellion against Snape and the Caros throughout that whole year. Um, nice. There was a brilliant bit as well they left out where his grand, he was like, oh, and they, um, they sent the two Death Eaters after my grandmother. And, you know, Harry and Ron and all that were, like, looking shocked. And she went, no, don't worry. The two Death Eaters are now in St. Mungo's and Gran's on the run. Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, like, his Gran was an absolute badass. That's, that's like, the (laughs) Um, British way of saying, like, they're sleeping with the fishes. (laughs) 
borderline, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, it, incredible character. But yeah, it honestly just for Neville's growth, you really do need to read the last book. Yeah, I will definitely have to go back and reread that. My wife owns it. I will. I will loan you the copy. Awesome. But uh, just from the movies, even though the movies don't do the book justice, just from the movies, Neville Longbottom, first of all, he stood up to Harry and Ron when they were about to do something in the very first movie that was going to cost their house points. You know, uh, he's constantly portrayed as being, you know, kind of goofy, kind of, you know, he's that one kid that nobody really wants to talk to too much, but you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for his arc, I mean, I just love his arc. And he wound up with Luna Lovegood in the movie. Yeah. Which is very awesome. And, like, the kid that portrayed him in the films is, like, the textbook definition of a glow-up. Like, for yeah. real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously. Um, not, not to mention another very important thing about Neville, which, again, the movies I don't think they touched on at all, is the whole prophecy could have been about him. Yeah, absolutely. If it was Voldemort who made the choice, if he went for the Longbottoms or the Potters, and it could have been, the whole story could have been about Neville. I don't think that would have uh, had quite the ring to it. Neville Longbottom in the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Neville Longbottom in the Half-Blood Prince. But uh, one final thing I did want to make mention on is there are some very similar parallels between Harry's and Neville's story. Uh-huh. Uh, Harry's parents are dead. Neville's were both uh, you had the torture curse. I forget the name of it. Imperious curse. Cruciatus. No, Cruciatus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which they're not dead, but they are permanently residents of a wizard hospital. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Neville has, not that she chased him really, but his enemy was Bellatrix Lestrange, who is the one who actually put the curse on his parents. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. You're right. Okay. So that was really his, kind of his antagonist was her, not so much Voldemort. Not that he ever dealt with her, uh, I don't think. Uh, but, I mean, there were, there were a lot of parallels, I felt, between Neville and Harry that actually made me feel like he was, and also him being there for the journey the way he was and doing what he did, yeah, I feel like he's the Samwise Gamgee of this story. I dare say more so than Ron Weasley, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm going to bring that up at the end, if that's all right with you guys. No, you can go ahead and do it now. You can go ahead and do it now. You can go ahead and do it now. No, because it's not my main character. Um, I just, I feel so bad for Ron's character in the film. He's had, he took all, all the stuff that he did, which was amazing in the book, was completely taken away from him in the film. So, uh, for an example, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, you know, Sirius has just pulled them into the uh, Shrieking Shack. Ron's got a broken leg, and he stands up on his own absolutely shattered leg to get in front of Harry because he thought that Sirius was going to kill him and said, you'll have to kill us too. Damn. And he has these, like, super strong, real hero moments, which in the movie are just, they're, they're nowhere to be seen, and he just acts a bit like the bumbling buffoon. And it just did not do his character justice whatsoever. Sort of changed him from the actual sidekick to just a comic relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, my friend, right, right. What, what is your main character? So my main character is McGonagall, Professor McGonagall. Now, the reason I choose Professor McGonagall is because, again, she's one of those teachers, but she's the strict teacher, but you can see how much she cares for her students. 
And to be honest, I think she should have been headmistress instead of Dumbledore from the get-go. Agreed. Yeah, I can get with that. Um, like, you know, mass murderer on the loose, let's close the school. Not, oh, let's just, um, let's just see what happens. He's broken in twice already, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, we got him this time. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, and I know, let's, let's guard the school with things which suck souls out and just tell the students, please don't go and poke them with the stick. <laughs> yeah, because that's the first thing I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, but where Professor McGonagall, she just, she just had her shit sorted out. She really did. And again, there's just there's certain scenes which make you fall absolutely in love with her. So using the last book again, um, when they're in the Ravenclaw um, common room looking for the diamond, and the Carrows have got in, and they're about to curse um, Professor McGonagall, and ha- that's the first and only time that Harry actually does the Cruciatus curse. And he does it onto one of the carrows. And then afterwards, she had to go at him and was like, what are you doing here, Potter? And then says, oh, and Potter, it's very good to see you again. And it's just little (laughs) things like that which (laughs) make you fall in love with her. And then, of course, she was betrayed by Maggie Smith. And Maggie Smith is cinema royalty. Yeah, she's a national treasure, no doubt. And on a complete and utter side note, uh, if you are on TikTok, there is a girl on there who does a spot-on impersonation of Professor McGonagall. Oh, it is hilarious. Amazing. And she does she does Professor McGonagall swearing. Yeah, which, oh my God, like, that was the funniest again, thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I didn't realize I needed that in my life till I saw it, and now I need it. All yeah, the now time. I want to go back and have them have her come back and play Professor McGonagall and just cuss all the kids out. All, yeah. day long. all the time. <laughs> all right, Jack, what's your number one, my friend? Now, my number one is going to have to be Malfoy. It's got to be Malfoy. I mean, you know, the, the, the big rivalry. What did you just say? <laughs> it's got to be. It's the big rival of, you know, Mr. Harry Potter himself, even though he couldn't really, you know, do the, the deeds he was supposedly supposed to be groomed into, into doing, like killing Dumbledore. Potter. But, you know, he's still a badass. No, he's I'm not going to lie. Like, he's, you know, he was. He's the posh. He's the rich posh boy. He's a bit of a yeah. I like. I have a feeling like Tom Felton probably got like a lot of grief from people for portraying Malfoy, but that just is a testament to how good of an actor he was playing the role. Like you watch those movies, you fucking hate that kid. You're like, I want to choke that kid. I really want to choke that kid. I know I shouldn't choke kids, but I want to choke that kid. Now there's something else really big. He was a part of just in recent years. Wasn't there, Jerry? Yes, there was. What was that? Uh, he was on The Flash. He was? Yeah, he was. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. We certainly did. Just thought I'd bring that up. Just, you know. Right. We'll, we'll pitch the podcast in the podcast. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember the film? I, I must have been like late 90s called The Borrowers. I do indeed. I do. So you know the young kid borrower? That is Tom Felton. What? Really? I got to go back and watch that yeah, movie now. I, didn't I do realize. too now. Yeah. That, is, that was his first ever movie. Oh, well, good job, Tom. Well, yeah, Jerry, since your number one was already used. Yeah, and your number one was already used. Mm-mm. <laughs> oh, you're right. It wasn't used yet. No. All right. So my number one, and a lot of people are going to, I'm probably going to get some grief over this, but hear me out. My number one favorite is Snape. 
No, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, my whole thing about Snape is, is <coughs> and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, uh, as with the movies and the books, it is not really revealed, even hinted at, until uh, the Half-Blood Prince about Snape's feelings towards Harry's mother. Is that correct? Yeah. It, 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 it is brought up a few times that he had friendship as such with her, but uh, not the not the feeling he had. Does that make sense? Okay, I get you. So it's brought up that they were associates, they were friends, but that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. But I love how it... it I actually started to peg uh, in the Sorcerer's Stone when they went and figured out that uh, they thought Snape was cursing Potter. He wasn't. He was countering the curse. Um, I love how all along the way there have been little things here and there. As hard as Snape has been on Potter, as much as he has claimed to hate Potter, he's always been there when Harry has needed him in the most dire moment. Yep. And he has done it. And he's done it in such a way where you can't really peg him for doing it. Like when he's countering the curse. Whoever's casting the curse isn't going to be able to pay attention around his to his surroundings to figure out who's countering the curse. They're just going to know someone's doing it. Uh, of course, by the time you get to uh, the end of Snape's journey in the story, you know, you come to find out you know, he had feelings for Harry's mother. Um you know, he's been watching out for Harry. He's been working with Dumbledore the whole time. Yeah, not only that, but Dumbledore instructed him he couldn't ever tell Harry anything about it. Yeah. Like, he could not reveal his, you know, true allegiance. Right. Uh, to the point to where, you know, uh, Snape even in the movie, I don't know about it in the books, again, haven't read, but in the movie, you know, Snape even at one point objects to Dumbledore kind of using Harry in a way. Uh, I would say even more so in the book. Yeah. Um, But, you know, uh, just Snape's journey this whole time and the ultimate thing he has to do. Snape has to know in his heart of hearts. He has to know at some point Voldemort is going to kill him or Voldemort is going to sacrifice him like a pawn and he's going to have to do it. He's going to have to lay down his life and die, whether it's at Voldemort's... Whether it's at Voldemort's <laughs> hands or, you know, he's going to send him up against 20 wizards that he knows are going to kill him. Yeah, but he's going to do it. Uh, to me, that's just a great arc for a character. Really, it is. It really was. Yeah, no, couldn't agree more there. Definitely. Well said, my friend. And uh, as a bonus, I talked to Jerry about this, but we're going to surprise you gentlemen. No Harry Potter discussion would be complete, in my opinion. It should be. In my opinion. In his opinion. In my opinion, would not be complete without a small discussion on Bernie Bott's ever flavorful beans. Oh, God, here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay, I got half agreement from across the ocean. So, um, (laughs) my my problem with the creation of of said beans in the film was that some asshole decided to create them in real life. And when my children <laughs> yep. and when my children were younger, they were like, let's buy a box and eat them. And I always got the shitty ones. Always yeah, yep. got the shitty ones. Why would you flavor a, a, a jelly bean like vomit? Why would you, who 
hurt you as a child to make you do some evil, despicable shit like this. I want to hug you and make you feel better, but that's after I punch you in the face for making these fucking jelly beans. I've said my piece. Continue. Well, I think, like we were talking about 30 bucks every flavoured beans and disgusting flavours, the way that everything in Hogwarts wants to kill you. Yeah. I just think we just have to sum up that JK does not like children very much. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, among other people, but we're not going to go into that. Um, Yeah, no, 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 not going into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh... that one under the table. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if she made one of them, like, like, pig's blood, or, like, like, one of them tasted like human flesh or some weird shit like that. But what was it? Um, Dumbledore got earwax once. Yep, he said he always he, he said he always thought it was um, popcorn, but he picked it up and goes, "Oh, alas, uh, earwax." He yeah, thought toffee. it was a toffee. Yeah, and then it was earwax. He said, "Oh, alas, earwax." <laughs> but yeah, no, Bertie's. Well, most of the wizarding sweets are quite messed up. Yeah. I mean, um, blood flavored lollipops. Yeah, and chocolate frogs. Like the fuck, Wait, bro? <laughs> actually, have a charm. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if there was a flavor of Bernie Bot's beans that was children's nightmares. Yeah, it probably is. It's yeah. the vomit one. And, um, I can promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> what what they called um, cockroach clusters? Yeah. Yes. Yes. If, if, if well, I don't. Luckily, I don't really eat sweets anyway. But if I was in the wizarding world, I don't think I would ever touch a sweet ever again. No, I'd just be getting fucked up on butterbeer. Like everything's trying to kill you. <laughs> Might as well be drunk. Butterbeer is tasty. And that's that's not even to mention what um, Fred and George were inventing with their um their diving snatch boxes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I do have a question though. Has anyone actually tried butterbeer? Uh, I have not. Um, my wife and I are intending to take a trip down to Florida to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter very soon, and I understand that they do serve it there, and I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. It's very, very, very good. Very. I've heard it way too sweet. It's very, very sweet. Because <laughs> I went down to um, Harry Potter World here and spent an ungodly amount. On what do you mean you went down to Harry Potter World? You live in Harry Potter World. Well, yeah. yeah, but we have the um, so <laughs> over here we have all the set, like all set up, and you can walk around it when it's non-COVID. Yeah, sweet. Like my mum went mental when we got into Diagon Alley. She was like, "Oh my god, it's the real Diagon Alley!" Like, yeah, I know it's a set. She's like, "No, it's the real Diagon Alley." I'm like, "Okay." It's like, no, it's yep. real. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm a wizard. Literally. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know her. She's some mental lady that just followed me in here, okay? I don't know her. Uh, hello, police. I need some assistance over here. <clears throat> this old woman's wandering around claiming I'm her son. I don't know what's going on. She's claiming I'm her son and that she's a wizard. I'm sure you could take it from here. Yeah, I mean, you know how these people are. Yeah. Yeah, bring the pepper spray. Oh my god! You're gonna, you're gonna need your mom. No, just just have them Billy Clubber and call it a day. Man. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Two pieces at the back of the dome, and she's out like a light. That's all I'm saying. That's it. I mean, as long as they leave a purse behind, it's all good. I can buy some more stuff. Oh my god! <laughs> Disclaimer. Let's make the let's make sure your mum never listens. <laughs> Disclaimer: right, I'm never going anywhere with you ever again. Nerdum and Knowledge are humongous supporters of women's rights. Yes, and <laughs> we are totally against violence against women in any way, shape, or form. 
The views and expressions <laughs> meant here are for comedic purposes only Indeed. and should not be taken seriously. Nerd of Knowledge does not endorse yeah. any phrase or, or words heard in this episode. Especially <laughs> if you dance with the number 2000 or a frying pan. Yeah. Basically, folks, what we're saying here is it's a fucking joke. Yeah, it's comedy. Relax. Funny stuff. Hey. <laughs> as, as Phil would be so fond of saying, don't be a cunt. That's all I'm saying. Literally. <laughs> don't be a cunt. It's so much better. Right, talking, talking, <laughs> of, um, talking of cunt, can I um, bring up um, one very interesting fact? As long Where as it's going? about Harry Potter and, <laughs> and it not is. the other kind. <laughs> it is. Go ahead. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting how there was, what, 12 characters picked there? Yep. And nobody picked Dumbledore or Harry. Yeah. Just well, saying. Yeah. I mean, they're the obvious ones, though. No, Dumb- the- Harry's a whiny little bitch. Yeah. And Dumbledore is the biggest monster in all the books. He, he was really is. He's Harry up to die. Like, I, when I go back and, like, you, as when you first start watching the films, if you haven't read the books, uh, Dumbledore is like this very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Comforting, assertive father figure, takes Harry on his wing. And then by the end of it, when you realize he's just been grooming him like some kind of fucked up predator the entire series <laughs> to fight this war that, you know, he didn't even want to be a part of. And you're like, wow, that guy's a dick. Not, not to mention, it's not 100% sure, but he may have killed his own sister. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Dumbledore is messed up. Yeah, he really is. And on that note, folks, that is the end of our episode. Indeed it is. <laughs> Boy, it's been a long road. <laughs> it got dark. It has been a long road. Yeah, it, 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 got, got, it, it got, got dark. It got weird. It got weird. It got really weird. It got dark. It got, it got super really funny. dark. Then it got funny, and it got super funny. <laughs> yeah, then it got British. And then it got American again, and it was just all we were all over the place. Uh, the only so, thing we were missing is a queef joke, and I don't have a queef joke, so well, I will be queefing one, sir. Oh no, I got you, buddy. Don't worry about it. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. <sighs> but as this end of the episode, uh, we do have a tradition that I'm sure you gentlemen are familiar with. So, do you need a second to prepare yourselves, or are you ready? Oh. Again, are we going to change it because it's a Harry Potter special and they have a certain sport? Yes, we are. Nope, just checking. <laughs> yep. Well, me and Phil discuss this. You'll love it. Oh, okay. All right, James, take it away. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us for another exciting edition of Nerd Demon Knowledge. Tune in next week where we will be talking about mummies. Mummy. But. Until hey, next no, that's not mommies to you guys across the pond. We're yeah. talking about actual mummies. Like, wrapped like, in bandages, come back to life. Yeah. Uh, I want my mummy. I want me mummy. I want my mummy. I want my mummy that's wrapped up. I want my mummy. Well, no, he just wants to hit his mummy, apparently. Mommy? <laughs> he wants oh, to pepper, pepper sprayer. Pepper sorry, sprayer. pepper spray his mummy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just quickly, talking about mummies, do you get the reference? Are you my mummy? Yes. <laughs> I do indeed. Just checking. Just checking. <laughs> but a night terrors tonight. You're welcome. But ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I would like to thank our special guest, Metalhead Swifty and Jack, once yes, again. Thank you very much for joining us, gentlemen. It's uh, a pleasure. Yep, but anytime. Until next week, this has been Nerdman Knowledge. I'm James. And I am Jerry, and, and we, we are, are first pick for, for podcast. podcast. Love, Love Pigs in Quidditch. Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Three for a loop there, didn't we, everybody? Yeah, you didn't see that coming, did you? But we'll see you next time. Take it easy. <laughs>